If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, could this be the perfect date night? Arby's just introduced a two- it's brand new. It's two can dine for nine ninety nine deal. And Kev, you can get your favorite, the classic roast beef and the curly fries. Mm. Second, turns out parents don't really enjoy packing school lunch for their kids. Close to half said they would rather fold laundry. Wow. And finally, no in the yeah, huh, my wife loved doing that, putting notes in their. Lunch my mom and- made us do our own starting in like fifth grade, so she must not have mm. enjoyed it very much. And finally, in the world of food, you may have seen the hype on social media about your favorite restaurant going all bougie. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I first saw it on Sam Collier's Instagram page. It's uh, a Waffle House in Asheville, North Carolina. Built on the grounds of the Biltmore Estate. I was very Mm. intrigued because my in-laws live in Asheville. My niece works at one of the Biltmore House restaurants. So I was like, wow, look at that Waffle House. It's got like marble columns and waffle lighting, like chandeliers that look like waffles. Mm -hmm. It was all a hoax. What? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't real. Travel tip for you if you want to go bougie at a fast food place. In Cologne, Germany, my wife and I took a, a trip Uh, And we were in Germany, Cologne, Germany, right across the street from the Gothic Cathedral built in 14-something is a McDonald's. And in the basement of the McDonald's, the dining room, they have left it. It looks like a Gothic, uh, like a Gothic cellar. Oh, weird. You can eat in a Gothic cellar. I wonder if people have had wedding receptions there. I don't know, but the guy. Like a medieval wedding. The tour guide was like, if you really want to have an authentic Gothic experience, you're going to laugh. Go to the McDonald's, eat downstairs. I'm telling you, it's great. Did you go? <laughs> no, we didn't. Aww. Because we were, we're like, we're, we went to one of those beer garden places that has sa- endless Wiener Schnitzel. And oh, I would have had like an ice cream and cookies or something. In retrospect, maybe we maybe yeah. we should have done that. But it was really funny. That's talk about a highbrow, bougie fast food experience, right? So I would think, I, I don't know personally, but I would think as a mom or a dad, one of the most exciting things is wondering what kind of personality your kid's going to have mm. when they're an adult, mm-hmm. especially when they get out on their own, how they're going to live their lives. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So I don't know. You'll have to answer this for me, Kev, because you've got four kids. But I would think one of the funnest, most interesting parts of being a parent is wondering what their kids are going to be like. Once they're out on their own, how mm-hmm. do they live their lives? What's their personality like? And um, I, my friend Julie and uh, Mike, they were in town visiting me and Glenn, and they started getting texts, photos from their oldest son, Michael. And he works for a big company, lives in Boston, got an apartment. And he, by the way, sidebar, he desperately wants to find the one. He wants to be married <laughs> so bad. But... For now, God has him living the single life, mm. and he hosted a costume party over oh, the weekend. No I'm like, what? This single guy? He goes, oh, we got to show you a picture of how tiny his Boston apartment is, <laughs> and he invited 25 friends from church Ooh. to come over, and Hello. he had like glow sticks out and candy and some some brace like uh, rubber bracelets. And then there's a picture of him. It was a selfie and it was his costume for the costume party. And it was brilliant. He did his hair like he made his hair kind of big and like, you know, put some stuff in it. And he was from this the movie Ratatouille. He was the chef Alfredo Linguini. (laughs) And so he had the chef's jacket on. And I guess on Amazon, he found the little mouse Ratatouille and stuck it on his shoulder. It was the cutest costume. And I was like, no way. 
I can't believe he's so social. He goes, oh, they're like, oh, he out of our three sons, he is the social guy. He Mm. loves people. And I said, that's all your fault. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, when he was a little boy, you used to invite the whole college and career Sunday school class over for every holiday. And, Mm. you know, anytime something. That's what he's used to. So that's what he's used to is being super social. So I just thought that was so cute and so fun. Okay, so yeah, have you ever had this happen where someone's like, "Look, look, look, look at look who's over there. It's a famous person." And you're like, "Who? I I didn't know they were famous." <laughs> you don't know who the famous person is. We're going to talk about that next. <laughs> so, have you ever done this like someone's like, "Look, look, they're nudging you like, "Look. Look, there's a famous person over there." And you're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> that scenario usually happens know. to me with my kids in the Instagram or something. They'll go, "Look, like an here's, influencer. Here's so and so," and I'm like, mm, "Yeah, no idea." And they're like, "Dad, you don't know who that is." Well, nope. the the other day I was at a concert and I was talking to these two women on my way out, just like, "Hey, how's it going?" Da da da, and they listen to the show. And that one of the ladies looked at the worked at the church. The concert was being held. Okay. And this guy walked up with uh, like a trucker hat on. And I think he had like a hoodie and jeans, just like a normal dude. Okay. And he handed each of them a CD and he goes, Hey, I just wanted to thank you for letting me into my own concert. (laughs) What? Here's a copy of my CD. (laughs) And it was. Yeah. Brandon Heath. <laughs> and it is funny. In their defense, I said to them, I go, you know what? If you didn't know his music and he's yeah. just wearing a trucker hat like any yeah. other dude in USA, right. I could see where they were like, oh, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> we didn't let a guy into his own concert. <laughs> he comes back and says, here, have one of my CDs. Thanks for letting me into my own concert. That's Brandon's spinal tap moment. If you guys have ever seen that movie. It's a fake documentary about a band who is their glory days are behind them and everything Mm -hmm. that could possibly go wrong on the road goes wrong. That's Brandon's final tap moment. (laughs) Thanks for letting me into my own show. (laughs) Good to know security's on their toes here. He was really nice about it, but I could see where they were just like, it was salt in their wounds. Like, oh man, we didn't know he was famous. Do you or one of your friends or neighbors absolutely love working from home? Check out these over-the-top perks companies are using to lure people back to the office. Foosball tables and cold brew coffee are old news. They're offering everything from parking lot pickleball. Yep, they built two (laughs) courts out of part of the parking lot. A slide to get between floors instead of stairs. Free haircuts every month. Paid subscription to a clothing rental service. No kidding. A company (laughs) farmer's market where you get free food. All the way to paid leave for the final month of pregnancy and $2,000 clothing stipend for each pregnancy. And finally, paid time off for intramural sports. What? Paid time off. Intramural meaning playing with people who you work with. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All different kinds of sports teams. Okay, uh, okay. Go back in time to a young Taylor Scott who's looking for her first job. Mm-hmm. If the job you applied for told you you had all that stuff, would would you be dumbfounded? Would you be like, what? <laughs> yeah, especially the one. The thing that gets me is people work that work at these huge headquarters where they get free lunch every day at oh, a cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an at work perk because you never whole, have to think about what to bring. But that whole like intramural sport, paid time off for intramural sports. I mean. When I first started in the radio business, they would have been like, oh, you're not our guy. 
If you're if you're on a sports team, you can't you can't be. Oh yeah, or to go from <laughs> people who like at work they try to hide their pregnancy as long as possible. Right, right, to, right. You get paid leave your last month of pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go home and get ready for the baby. And that's just the dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you consider yourself to be a member of the grammar police? No. <laughs> or do you just snicker and move on with your life? Oh yeah. For the first time, a study found bad grammar really does stress people out in a physical way. What? <laughs> it can even activate your fight or flight response. So grammar nuts aren't just whining. Your bad grammar really is stressing them out. <laughs> wow, that ain't no way to live. <laughs> I've been a victim of the grammar police before. So much so that I I think I used to have it in my bio. If you're a member of the grammar police, you should probably unfollow me now. <laughs> And it's not that I have bad grammar, just that I type so fast and I don't proofread it. I just hit set, hit post mm-hmm. and off it goes. Yep. Coming up, have you ever lost something super special and can't believe it was finally found? Have you ever lost something super special and you couldn't believe when you found it? Check this out. Kristen and Brett, um, they had just flown and been in three airports from Las Vegas, a layover in Minneapolis, and finally landing at home in Pittsburgh. Well, she got in the car after the flight and noticed a diamond is missing from the precious ring her 99-year-old grandma gave her to enjoy while grandma's still alive. Hmm. Kristen went to bed sad and just considered it's it's gone. It's lost forever. But her husband, Brett, was like, no, no, we're going to find this. So he set his alarm for 6 a.m., got up and called the airport Got a hold of a, a worker, a airport service agent, agent named April, mm-hmm. and she starts looking in some of the bathrooms near baggage claim where she thinks she may have lost it. Yeah. Second bathroom she goes in, she looks, sees something shiny on the ground. She found the diamond. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Kristen and Brett and Grandma are all thrilled, and they love that this is such a great story to tell. So maybe we'll have to change the phrase from looking for a needle in a haystack to looking for a diamond in an airport restroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I got a text with like 36 hours notice before overnight guests that they had gone whole 30, <laughs> a diet plan, yeah. I, it, it threw me for a loop. And I'll tell you how it played out in just a minute. So overall, I like having friends come visit. I like overnight guests, but it takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you get a text with 36 hours notice that your friends that are coming to visit have gone this diet program called Whole30, where you don't eat any grains, any sugar, no beans, it, it can really what throw you What do you, you eat? <laughs> it sounds like they're taking everything off the menu. Uh, meat, vegetables, fruit, anything real. Hmm. No dairy. Glenn and I tried to make a Whole30 dinner for them. Yeah. We made um, this flank steak. Then I made this really special marinade for and tons and tons of roasted vegetables. And this coleslaw where I Googled a Whole30 uh, dressing recipe. I thought it was awful. The meal was just bad. Flag steak and, is like, it's very uh, lean and you got to be careful when you cook it, right? Yeah. yeah. And Glenn got caught up on the fact. I didn't realize he kept saying, I need more time. I need more time. And I didn't like get alert. Like, why do you need more time? The recipe said eight minutes on each side and it's done. Ooh, even that's Well, more he than, got than caught up on the thermometer. 
The recipe um, said it had to be 160, and it was so overcooked. Yeah. And then by then, the roasted vegetables had gotten so dried out that I think it was so bad. Our friends, they kept saying, oh, no, it's great. It's great. They were so nice about it. As a thank you for letting us stay with you every time we're in town for a ministry gift, mm-hmm. they sent us an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a nice parting gift. Yeah. It's already arrived at the house and everything. I just haven't had a chance to get it out of the box yet. (laughs) But I guess I need to learn how to cook. I thought you were going to say they sent you a gift card to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor was just talking about having a company over. You made went to this extreme effort to make everything specifically for their diet. And uh, it brought Mm -hmm. up to mind for me uh, some of the stuff we've had to do at Thanksgiving when company comes over. I mean, for a while, Trace, Trace and I were total veg. And it wasn't a big deal because we would always have Thanksgiving at at our house. You guys were vegan, not yeah, veg, yeah. right? Yeah, no right animal now. products whatsoever. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Probably the healthiest we ever were, by the way. Mm. <laughs> but I digress. Now, when we have people like you know, we've got our four kids and their significant others, and they all do different things, including uh, I'm going to out somebody. You know, what? I'm not going to mention them by name, but there is one person that comes with our kids, one of their significant others. He does not, he doesn't eat anything. He, if it's not like breaded and deep fried and in a styrofoam container, he won't eat it. Oh, wow. How would you feel about this? He's bringing his own food to make for Thanksgiving. Hey, what nowadays everyone is so picky, whatever. As long as he's not expecting Tracy to make it, that's fine. I'm not happy with that. That to me, that's so insulting to the to the host. It is so what wild how hard pre- it is to host. What you're preparing. This is by choice. This isn't by health or anything like that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, what he's going to eat will be terrible for his health. Hmm. But yeah, he's just like, I don't like any of that. I'm going to bring my own. To when yeah. you're a guest, when you've been invited and someone's going the yeah. extra mile to prepare an elaborate. We're talking Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, and you go, no, I'll bring my own. Wow. Mm. That's, My mm. friend's sons are clamoring. She's hosting everyone. She has a huge family, mm-hmm. five siblings. She's hosting everyone at her house, and her sons are begging her to do something like Italian or something. Mm-hmm. They don't like the turkey dinner that much. Mm. And they're like, Mom, you work all day on that, and it's not really exactly our favorite meal. Can we just do like an Italian feast or something instead? Mm. Lasagna, something else. So... I just personally, knowing how much heart, soul, and effort my wife pours into a meal like that, and to have someone say like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring my own," it just defeats the per. It's a it's defeats the purpose. It's like mm-hmm. we, the sense of community, family, belonging. You know, together we're going to share this out the window. So, can you tell I'm not happy about it? Just a little bit. That's why I was trying to change the oh, subject, and you brought it back. This is the this is the Kev holding back version. I know it is. And that's why I tried to. You didn't want to be in our living room when we got that call and we hung up. The yeah, the the aftermath, Kev, was not me at my best. Hey, if you're trying hard to raise good humans, if your child has these four skills, chances are they have higher emotion, emotional intelligence. Now, Mm. kids with emotional intelligence have the skills they need to navigate life and relationships. So, one of the big keys is kids learning empathy at a young age. Mm. Easiest way to teach empathy, you got to model it for Mm. your kids. Mm. So what are some of the skills you can show your kids? How to walk a mile in someone else's shoes and see their perspective. The ability to acknowledge people's feelings without judgment. 
And finally, how to communicate understanding and concern to other people. Yeah. I modeled that for my son and it backfired one time. Remember that? I told him, well, we're always going to help homeless people if we can. There was a homeless guy on, literally on the other side of the highway. He's like, Dad, you said if we saw him, we'd always help. <laughs> I had to turn around. You turned. Turn around, go back, do a series of right-hand turns, left-hand turns, just to find the guy to give him a gift card, <laughs> a $5 gift card to get something to eat. Yeah. I think I did a good job there modeling empathy. Or I modeled that he that my son could manipulate me at a very young age. <laughs> Don't know which one. Maybe a little of both. So what do you do to try to uh, help your kids uh, develop empathy? You know, what is it that you you do in your everyday life or maybe this time of the year, especially with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up? Maybe do like Samaritan's Purse, like the shoebox, the effort or something. What is it that you guys do as a family or as parents to try to instill empathy in your kids? Would love to hear from you. Got a good story. Catherine, you've got a great way you're teaching your kids empathy. We do. We um, Compassion International is such a great program. So we picked a son from Compassion that is the same age as our son. So oh. then when, when we write the letters and everything, we talk about, about what it is that, that we're doing for him. And then uh, when we get pictures back, we show him. We're like, look, you know, uh, this is how people in the world live. And if we can help them out, it, you know, it's, we need to do that. And so it really is a great way to kind of open up his eyes and teach teach how to be empathy or have empathy toward another that is less That's privileged. That's so smart. Very cool yeah, that you do that. excellent. Wow. Well done. Good job. I didn't realize until we started talking about this how good my parents were at it. Yeah. They were just always outward focused, whether it was being super involved in church. I mean, my mom was the one person who would take all the sheets and toys home from the nursery and volunteer to wash them all during the week mm. and bring them back in time for the Boy, next that's, service. That's one of those jobs that if you're using the nurse, you don't even think about it, yeah. right? As a parent, you don't even think about it. It's, it's just yeah, there. Yeah, toys got to be clean. That's, uh, somebody's quietly doing that on their yeah, own. Yeah, wow. and then they, I, huh. many, many times we had someone we didn't really know or someone from church join us for Thanksgiving. Um, we grew up in Jupiter, Florida, and we went to Jupiter Christian Schools and typical of like a lot of school Christian schools, the teacher's salary was, whoo, it was rough. Mm. And so she would have the teachers over for dinner mm. all the time. Yeah. Um, Sunday school parties. And then they had a, a bulletin board right next to the laundry room. That was all the missionaries that they supported. And that oh, was, wow. that's there to this day. Wow. That, that bulletin board with all those little cards are on there. That's cool. As I know yeah. as a kid, I would have looked at that and been like, Ooh, where's, Where's, you know, whatever country yeah. the missionary was in, and I'd look it up. I'd like totally. Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back then, it would have been grab the encyclopedia. <laughs> right? <laughs> now you could just stand there and Google it. Right. <laughs> so when your family gets together, Taylor, like you've just had some weddings and stuff, uh, how many group pictures do you think are taken when Ooh. you're together? It's countless, right? Everybody's yeah. phone is full. Like, you get a 30 on yours, and then someone goes, wait, 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 I want to get some on my phone, too. Here, don't anybody move. That's not the way it always was. We're going to jump into Kevin and Taylor's time machine and look at how people used to get family photos years ago. Next. Do you like learning about how people used to roll back in olden days? Stuff that we take for granted. They had to really make an effort to go and go and do like think of, uh, I don't know, before there were grocery stores. If you wanted butter, <laughs> what that meant oh. you had to do yeah. to get butter. Now we just you know, don't even you literally don't even think twice. Think about it. washing clothes. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, whew, what a pain that was to do, right? Now it's like you just throw it in the washing machine. Uh, but the, taking pictures. Last time you and your family got together, how many pictures do you think, just on your phone, do you walked away with of you oh, with your family? At least 100. At least, I mean, right? it was my, my niece's wedding, so we were mm-hmm. all gussied up and yeah. Okay. Bunch of photos. I'm reading a, a biography right now of a guy who was alive just after the turn of the last century. So not the 2000s, but the 1900s. Um, And uh, photography was brand new. It was like a photo studio was a big deal. And you see those pictures of people back in old timey days and they're always looking really serious. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that because they had to sit still. Yes. For like 20 or 30 seconds, they couldn't move or the picture would be ruined. And the photographer's not going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that, right? If you moved and the thing got, got all distorted looking. Well, what families would do back in the day talking like 1906 to save money, you wouldn't go and get just your picture done or you and your better half. You'd get the entire family done because it was so expensive. So you'd get like 30 people in the picture and split the cost. <laughs> That's why so many of those pictures from back then have got like 100 people in them. I wonder if people ever cut them up. Like, I want one of just my family, so I'll cut it. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they did. But because it was so cost prohibitive back then, you know, something we don't even think twice of now. Yeah. Oh, let, wait, let me see that. No, no, no. Delete that. Take that over again. Right. There was no delete that back then. Yeah. Everybody, everybody sits still for 20 seconds and let's let's hope we all look decent in this picture when it comes back. So, you know, with all the problems we have in, in 2023. I would rather not be alive at any other time than right now. You know, just think of that. What do we already talk about? Butter, um, medicine, just cars, everything, laundry machines, everything that we have that we don't even think twice of just consumed people. That was the stuff of daily living. Flush toilets and toilet paper. Oh, ah. yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All the above. Don't have to don't have to worry about uh is it going to be cold when I walk out to the outhouse tonight, right? <laughs> We're talking about how they used to take pictures back in old-timey days. It was really, really expensive. So they'd get, you'd get like your whole family, extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody. So you could split the cost. So it wasn't as expensive if you split it 30 ways rather than, you know, just one or two ways. It's funny. I begged my parents to do one of those old-timey photos in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, one oh, time. Yeah? When you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- no, no, it wasn't in Gatlinburg. Sorry, that's where I went with my youth group. We were out in Colorado. Mm. And um, so we all put on the costumes. Yeah. My dad had this like great hat on. Like I had, I had some kind of weird like bonnet yeah. and a hoop skirt. And then we all had to be really serious in the photo. It's all five of us. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, f- I'll post it for like Throwback Thursday and see if people can guess which one is me. Oh, do you have that me. on your phone? Do you have that on your phone? Ooh, I'd have to really search for oh, it. Oh, you got to post it. Will you please post it today? I want to see that. How old were you? You've seen it before, have I you? I don't remember it. How old uh, were you? I was in fifth grade. Oh, my gosh. So I was 10. So the, here's how it goes. Sisters were 17 and 15, the, mm-hmm. the big sisters. Yeah. I was 10. And the twins were five. Oh, you got to post that. And they have like these bowl haircuts that I think my mom <laughs> gave them. Well, when you describe the outfit, bonnet and hoop skirt, isn't that the same gym uniform you had to wear at King's Academy? <laughs> Jupiter Christian, but who's who's keeping track? <laughs> <laughs> one of those private schools, one of those Christian schools you went to. And our ladies should wear bonnets and hoop skirts for gym class. It was a class. potato sack with snap buttons and a belt. 
That was your gym uniform? Pretty much. Yeah, it was hideous. <laughs> and then when I went to the King's Academy, we got to wear shorts and a t-shirt. Like, Oh, wow. Oh, but school-sanctioned shorts mm. and shirt. Oh, gotcha. Not our own. Gotcha. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. <laughs> Sorry about that. No. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. Wait, let me start because that, that wasn't right. That, that wasn't right. I didn't have the right computer screen up. And I then was, I need my other thing open too. If you, I have audio. Oh, okay, I was multitasking. There we go. And and you are on and you are up. If adoption is a big deal in your family like mine, you are going to love the story about finding your forever family. Roman lives in Florida, and just hours before his 18th birthday, his adoption was finalized. That's a big deal, because if he had turned 18, it would have made him ineligible for adoption as a minor. Hmm. Roman, his mom Reese, and his dad Brad were all absolutely thrilled. Today was a race to the finish line for Roman. He A day before, he turns 18, and once he turns 18, um, there's no adoption through the, through the state as a minor. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, we're hours away from him turning 18, um, and we started this process months and months ago trying to make sure that, you know, that he wouldn't age out and become a statistic. Thank God. I wanted to say thank God, yeah. That's what Roman said. Thank God. His mom said it was definitely a miracle. And get this, mom and dad have two biological kids. And now when you add Roman into the mix, they've adopted seven kids. Wow. Family of nine. Man. Isn't that awesome? They're heroes. Wow. I I wonder if you could talk to them about their journey of adopting seven. What happens? Is it just like... Do they just have a massive heart for it? Um, did they have any siblings in in that group? Right? There's there's got to be a, a good question. A great yeah. story. What's with... wild is I think Roman looks just like his adopted mom. Oh, no kidding. Are your kids into vintage stuff, clothes, tech? Coming up, wait till you hear what was old is new again. Hey, are your kids into vintage stuff, clothes, tech? Maybe you have a record player. Check this out. Urban Outfitters has started selling. Old iPods and calling them vintage. The no, weirdest part no. is the price tag up to 350 bucks. When you buy them on eBay, they're more like 35 bucks. Now, these are those fourth gen iPods before touchscreens. You still have to use the wheel on the front to scroll through the songs. And they obviously don't support wireless headphones. Mm. Somehow, their initial batch already sold out. No kidding. Yeah. People want the vintage iPods. Okay. I, I have, I, I don't have one with the wheel, yeah. but I have a pretty old one. I do too. I feel good now though, because now I can tease my kids that they're old because Ooh. they would tease me. I was old about like, you know, but, but I got them in the vinyl. I totally got them in the vinyl. Like, oh my gosh, I get it. Don't say so get it, dad. But uh, I can tease them now that the tech they grew up with mm-hmm. is vintage, is vintage, making them de facto vintage. <laughs> So I feel like the theme in my life lately has been overnight guests. Mm. I just told you about my friends, Julie and Mike, who are here. Yeah. Now we're gearing up for the next guest. <laughs> <Round two. laughs> tell you what's going on in just a minute. So I feel like the theme of my life lately is overnight guests. And the next guest is my niece, Ariel. We're very excited about her coming yeah. and we're fighting over her. So she's going <laughs> to spend two nights with my sister and three nights with me. 
You won. I won. (laughs) Yes. And um, we're also just, me and my sister are literally straight up having a meeting, a phone meeting later today Uh to discuss meal planning. She's going to make some. I'm going to make some. Ariel has to be gluten-free, so we texted her mom Hmm. to get some snack ideas and stuff like that. But it's going to be a blast. I just... I'm ready for the meal planning part of it to be done. Be done. <laughs> so you were talking about the theme of your life is company is coming. That was the theme of our life the other night. Uh, when company was coming, Tracy went all out to make them feel like royalty. Uh-huh. And they were a no-show. Now, when Tracy gets ready for guests, by the way, first of all, a lady, there was a couple that was coming over. And she's gluten-free. So she, like, scoured the internets for gluten-free gourmet restaurants. She made stuffed figs with, I think, dairy-free cheese and like made that uh, prosciutto wrap stuffed figs scallops and this charcuterie charcuterie yeah one of those uh boards but she took the meat and somehow put like lined wine glasses with the meat Uh to make it in like a rose petal shape and then you turn it upside down you dump it out and it looks like rose petals man that's i mean she went all out and then we got a call i'm sick i'm my tummy is like not worthy of leaving the house no so sorry yeah, uh, they, they didn't come. So we ate the figs and we ate the scallops, but she left the charcuterie charcuterie board <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> and they decided the next night, they were like, hey, we're feeling a lot better. We'd still love to come by. Oh, So cool. yeah, it was still like 100% ready nice. to go. So she all that work wasn't for nothing. She Thank did goodness. Re- she went and got more figs, though, and she made the figs all, all over again. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like she's dairy-free, too, because they had to be vegan yeah. cream dairy cheese. Dairy-free, gluten-free, right. I had bit. come up on my Facebook memories recently when I had done all this work for Glenn's family coming to town, and they could they were a no-show at the last minute, so you and your wife and daughters came and helped us eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're always willing to help out in the pinch. <laughs>